one. We're live. Episode 14 Ooh. of Bill We are here, ladies and gentlemen. The OG3, the trios, the, the uh, I'm trying to think, the trifecta is here today. It is Boo Radley and Boo. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing great. Happy to be back. Happy to be here. It's been too long since we've done one, guys. Okay, I was gonna say. So we haven't we haven't recorded an episode in about two weeks, and then I think it, Brad couldn't make it the week before, and then I don't think Vu could make it the uh-huh. week before. Yep. Is it has it been since September? I think it might be. Yeah, <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. Oh man, that's weird. Okay, well, I feel like life has been weird since the three of us have hung out together. So I'm glad mm-hmm. we're back. I feel like everything is all in order, and we're just like the MCU back in the day. Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are back, and, uh, and Scarlett Johansson. Oops! Oh, do we? Oh, spoilers! About uh oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got an enjoyable episode. We got an entertaining episode for y'all today. But before we go into that, I just want to hear about how we're all doing. I feel like it's been a while since we've all been in the same group squares together. Uh, Vu, you're now finally in your your. I guess you've been in your apartment for a while now, but. I'll just yeah. let it bend back and wherever you're living because we don't want the people to know. Yeah, it's just been busy. Work's been busy. Life's been busy. But, you know, any time that I can hang out with the boys like this, it's a good time. So yeah. excited to be back with everyone. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming back. I was getting scared there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, how you doing, boss? You know, pretty much same as Vu. Life's getting busy. School's getting busy. I'm in grad school for the fans that don't know. So I'm a full-time student, full-time worker, and just trying to get by, trying to get by for the next month, and then it's home free. Yeah. And we can podcast every day. Yeah, man. Every single day. We'll do an hour every day. It'll make us better. <laughs> the people need it. They've been yeah. screaming for it. <laughs> look at my guy. Dude, look at this damn thing. Like, <laughs> um, I might take this off. But uh, yeah. Well, no, sexy Kev, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I feel like last week we had an episode ready kind of last Wednesday. I've been looking for a new apartment here in Denver. And uh, so that's why last week got kind of busy because we're moving out to the suburbs and stuff like that. Um, I do want to talk about the fact that the Cubs signed the number one gen- uh, manager <laughs> in baseball today. Uh, his name is – well, the, the number one up-and-coming Manager. Most expensive, right? Yeah, most expensive. Five Jeez. years, four million. Craig Council. We let we we got we got you know rid rid of the old and in with the new with the up and coming stud who came from the Brewers, who was a rival, and uh, he also comes with just a great pedigree. He's averaging, I think, like ninety wins a, game, a year with a really really bad team. So just imagine if he had somebody you know a team with a couple extra players. I mean, hey, that's why we're wearing the hat today. And I I, I do want to bring up the idea, Brad, that he did interview with the indian or the guardians uh, good catch good catch yeah a couple days ago uh guess it wasn't enough yeah well they signed uh, some ex catcher last <laughs> yeah. name Voight. so yeah he's, yeah, he's a, a he's a people's man he's a people's man that's what i hear francona going from francona legend to to Voight. uh similar i would say but hey, we're not a, we're not a we're not a baseball podcast. Sorry, <laughs> movie podcast. We can be. Um, I was gonna say, guys, what was the last thing we all were were on together for? Ooh, our last episode. I know. That's I'm wondering. What was our last episode? I bet we that's talked a, about the strikes. Yeah. Was it? 
Was Kenny there too? Was it all? Was, was it us and Kenny? I feel like we were going over. It, it, it might have been with Kenny. James gone. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Because no, it, it was Emmy TV shows. That was not the last. What wasn't it? Didn't we talk about Christopher Nolan films? Oh my or god! Was that wait? Was it? Was that the last one? Emmy? Yeah. No, we watched. It wasn't Emmy shows. It was the preview of the fall preview. oh yeah yep that and was it was a really bad episode because that <laughs> sucked i because i mean i'm not watching any of the shows on that list yeah um, fall of house usher i didn't finish it man did you did I, you like I fall just, of house of usher i just started it i'm like four episodes in it's interesting what do you not think not, a, not as good as uh haunting of hill house the original yeah but it's i'm interested I'm okay very interested. okay <laughs> the first episode was kind of scary not yeah, I saw. I just I've been watching Yellowstone. You gotta earn your keep, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Dumb Ranch ain't gonna. Ain't you gonna the country. country Succession, dude. It's Country Succession. It's like it's a show on AMC or not AMC. Uh, CMT. <laughs> country Music TV. Yeah, Country Music Television. It feels like I'm watching like a. It is the most dramatic show I've ever watched, and I love it. Is it pretty well written and like well acted? Oh. All of it is great, amazing. It's well, like it's a great show. That's like, can, like just like with the the cinematography, the music, the acting. It's just it's a it's a it's a step below uh, daytime uh, drama. Uh, what do you call it? soap operas? Step below, yeah, or step it's above. Like, it's like you slept, you slept with the cow, ta- the caretaker's daughter, and then the, the guy's like, "I am the caretaker's daughter." <laughs> <laughs> not actually that but that's like sometimes i wouldn't be surprised if that's like what happens in the show um there's oh, all these like, things that are connecting it's like what that's why they hate each other in season one and it, it's it is like watching a drama i don't know i i'm it's i'm obsessed so that's been my number one show how about this why don't we jump into what we're watching uh so i'm, I'm really just watching i'm watching like eight shows but that's like my number one right now what about and then loki of course which we'll do a review of loki Brad, what what are you watching right now? I know it's kind of hard. You're probably watching not much, not much besides the books. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, honestly, a lot of it's sports right now. It's a big Sad. sports time, so I don't. I haven't had time to sit down and watch a show, but I've been watching a lot of NBA started, NFL, college football, Premier League soccer, and that's what I've been watching. Yeah, nice. respect, respect. You're a movie. Are you a, par- are you a parlay boy? you will find me doing parlays that are absurd and never win i (laughs) I do enjoy the thought of it it's like buying a lottery ticket you're just like you never know exactly yeah and you know what i think there's a better chance at maybe winning like a lottery ticket than all these different like 10 game parlays i keep trying to convince myself i'm gonna i'll I'll do it and then the first leg of the parlay loses and i'm like all right (laughs) didn't even have a shot that's when the remote goes in the wall for me. Yeah. <laughs> Especially oh, I'm say rent. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, have you been making any bets weekend or lately? Not really. It's tough because like the only time I get to bet is if I'm in a sports betting state. That's oh, that's true. right. Because yeah. where I'm at doesn't have it yet. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, Minnesota or, or MN or Wisconsin. Wait, okay, Boo. What are you what are you watching lately, man? Uh Loki. I just finished Entourage for the second time. Oh my god, I, did you? 
Yep, I just rewatched that complete. I watched it in like three weeks. Do you <laughs> Let's go. It? Do you watch it at work? No, like after work for the last <laughs> three weeks, I just get off because they're thirty minute episodes, so they're super oh, okay. quick. Yeah, so I just been binging it like crazy. So that's pretty much it. And Fall of House Usher, I think. We never reviewed. We never reviewed. Uh, let's review quick uh, that show. Uh, Brad, have you seen Entourage? Never seen it. I've seen it on like Sp- when it was on Spike TV. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a good time. It's like Spike TV. Yeah, Spike TV. Remember that channel? It's 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 a step below CW plus <laughs> plus. It's the premium version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Spike TV! What a time it used to be. The Man Awards. Um, the Video Game Awards was literally just women walking half naked on TV, <laughs> presenting thing. I remember I watched it. There was like a mud fight at the at the <laughs> Video Game Awards. I didn't even know Video Game Awards were a thing. I never did. I, I'm such a gaming nerd that I, I always used to watch that stuff. And, and uh, still to this day, I watched the Game Awards. comes out in December if you guys are into gaming. Good for you. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm a geek, man. I gotta. Lindsay doesn't like to hang out with me. So, yeah, <laughs> I gotta fill my time with a nerd um, and a geek. Um, what do you think of Entourage Vu? I know you, so you watched it three times, now you said, or you watched it in three Twice. weeks? Twice. Twice. Why do you yep. keep watching? What brings you back to Entourage? So I guess the first time that I watched it was in like 2016. And in college? After, yep, in college. Boys? Yep. Yeah, and that's I, how it was for me too. Yeah, and I recently just finished Sopranos. So I was like looking for a show to just like something more easy and casual to watch because Sopranos is a lot, you know? Yeah. It's, it's more in-depth and you have to be more focused watching it. So I wanted something easy, something I could just like put on the couch mm-hmm. and just go numb and yeah, yeah. entourage is, go numb. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds depressing. <laughs> I take that back. Like <laughs> <laughs> it just needs to go numb. <laughs> yeah. So after like a long day's work, like I just want to relax, put something easy on TV, you know, and entourage it's like the greatest group of guys just hanging out living life, it is you know what is the what is the premise of it just to convince brad so i guess this show is actually loosely based off of mark Wahlberg's life and like his group that he moves to hollywood with so um in the show you have vincent chase which is like the big movie star aka mark Wahlberg, and then mm-hmm. his group of friends and his manager and uh ari gold who What's Ari's role? That's his. Uh, Ari's the manager, right? Not because that's E, right? E's like the actual. Sorry, no, manager. his agent. There's his manager agent, and yeah. his agent. Yep, and his agent, and it just kind of follows his career and you know the shenanigans that they get into and stuff like that, and the politics behind the screen on what it takes to get roles and stuff like that. So it's a good. That's a good cool. watch. Yeah, and they do it, they, I will say they do it definitely from a male's perspective. There have, there was rumors that they were thinking about, uh, listen, we could talk about too, that they were thinking about redoing it, remaking it from a woman's mm. perspective. Oh, so think about doing that possibly just because the, the original one is, there's a reason it was on spike TV and uh, <laughs> not HBO originally. Is that what it was? Yep. HBO. Yep. Yep. So it was on HBO. Um, and it, it's a good show for sure. Ari is, I mean, I would say Ari might be one of the most iconic characters in television during the 2000s. If you ask oh, me. yeah. One of the greatest characters of all time and definitely a character you probably wouldn't be able to put on TV today. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to think he because he because I think a lot of the problem he had was that he he could have been more famous when I guess he was kind of an asshole outside of that role. Um, oh, Jeremy Piven. He never he, Jeremy Piven apparently. But what other movies was he in that are kind of funny? I, I was just he's a comedy character in a lot of stuff. I was just really? trying to remember. That's what the else only. That's the only thing I know him from. <laughs> oh my god, he's in like here. Let's see. Let's see what movies he's in. Okay, I remember. Oh, old school. Oh, old school is in that one. That's a good one. Um, Rush Hour Two. Rush Hour. Yeah, I guess there, I'm trying to remember what it was, but maybe it's old school. I'm remembering him from. I think he was just like a nerd in old school, just comedy. Um, but yeah, that makes sense that he's sure. like had a decent career because I'm pretty sure he's like he was the highest paid on that TV show. What? Oh, I bet he did. I bet yeah. he did at that point. Yeah. Yeah. He was so good every time he was on the screen. He commanded. He commanded it. So yeah. I feel like because he, it's kind of like the Luke Skywalker effect. When you see um, the the actor, I'm blanking on his name right now. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Whoever plays Mark Hamill, whenever he's in other movies, it's hard to see him outside of Luke Skywalker. Same That's with the fall, the fall of House Usher. I was like, geez, I feel like he should have a lightsaber right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I happen to get over when he's 80 years old and Luke Skywalker is when he was like 14. But, you know, yeah, uh, I guess you know, maybe, maybe. Yeah. You know what's funny about Mark Hamill? He was the voice for many, many years of like all the different – like he was the Joker voice in oh, all yeah. the cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's like a big voice actor for video games and movies. So it was kind of cool that he's now getting his kind of claim to fame. Yeah. That's a few years. So, um, cool, man. And then Loki. We'll go into Loki in a little bit. But, man, has that been – freaking deacon awesome <laughs> i mean i've been really enjoying it brad it's kind of cool brad is that it's not just a marvel uh like like superhero movie. it is it's science fictiony it's uh it, i don't know it's not as much action it's a lot of talk we'll talk about this in a second but it, it's just something I, I if you ever want to get into a show from mm-hmm. marvel that's 30 minute episodes loki is the one show i would recommend for sure have you seen season one brad I have not watched a single Marvel TV show. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, the schmo baby, and it and it was great about today is he gets to talk about Marvel. So let's uh, <laughs> let's dive into our main topics. We got a few topics today. We've got we're going to go over the turmoil over at Marvel, what they call the Marvel meltdown. Uh, we're also going to go over kind of like an HBO TV 2024 preview, but just because I feel like I don't know if you guys agree with me, I'm starting to miss HBO. And some TV and HBO television. So Sunday night, where you get everyone together watching like right? one show. Yeah, where it is. Is there even a show on HBO right now that people are watching? That's a great question. I I don't don't. Think I mean, so. None of us are. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe the I mean, Gilded Age for people that are watching that, but I think that's the big show on right now. Yeah, and you know it's funny because I feel like fall is normally when when you have some of your best TV, and they have nothing. So I'm kind of surprised by that. Um, we'll review Loki episode five, and then I think we also will try to give a review, or at least I'll try to give a review of Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, and then from there, we're going to go through our top five HBO shows. That's the show. Time. And that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. So let's dive into the first one, the Marvel Meltdown. Inside Marvel's Jonathan Major backup plans. Yes, yeah, so you guys, ladies and gentlemen, you probably, if you're following the movie news, have heard about the number one article out there. It's essentially just talking about. Marvel's behind the scenes 
craziness going on, which it, it all involved this article by Variety. We did an article a few months ago on DCs, kind of like, you know, turmoil of everything that's going on there uh, with the James Gunn verse, you know, Aquaman. So now it's Marvel's turn here. Um, and Marvel, as we can go into this, but the, this past September, a group of Marvel creatives, uh, including studio chief Kevin Feige, assembled in Palm Springs for the studio's annual retreat. Most years of vibe would have been confident, even cocky, given how their premier superhero brand owned by Disney since 2009 has remade the entertainment business in its image. But this occasion was angst-ridden. Everyone at Marvel is reeling from a series of disappointments on screen, a legal scandal involving one of its biggest stars, and questions about the viability of the studio's ambitious strategy to extend the brand beyond movies into streaming. Yes, all the things we've been talking about over the last few months, the Jonathan Majors issues, that fact that there's too much Marvel out there, that sometimes you got people like Brad who may not even give a shit because he's like, where do I even start? There's so much. So much. Exactly. And then, Brad, you've seen, you've seen like Infinity War, right? Yeah, I've seen all the main, main movies. I haven't seen a lot of like sequels. Gotcha. Yep, yep. So, um, I mean, it's just this and pretty much the rundown with this article. And the first thing we can talk about with this article is that there's a few things that kind of that are kind of announced with it. The first thing we were talking about is the idea that uh, uh, Jonathan Majors, Marvel has discussed the idea of moving away from Jonathan Majors, who is right now the number one villain, the main villain of the show that you can't imagine them deviating from. And possibly focus, uh, taking the focus away from him for the multiverse saga. One plan they're looking at is pivoting to Doctor Doom. Another is recasting. Now, I don't know about you guys. Have you ever seen the? Have you, any of you guys seen the original Fantastic Four? Like oh, yeah. back in the day. Like back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like Just, Jessica Alba's Jessica Alba. in it. Chris Evans Chris, is yeah, in Chris it. Chris Evans. Um, and the then, guy from the oh, Shield. Yeah, the guy from the shield was bold guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then um Mr. Fantastic, I he kind of looks like Dennis from uh, <laughs> yeah, from, uh I mean, <laughs> but I don't really know what else he's from. But I think one of the big things about that show is the idea that Dr. Doom, who I think is a very prolific, I know him, I mean I've heard of him forever and, and many video games I've played of it and many comics I've read. Dr. Doom is one of the number one maybe the most famous Marvel villain. I think even before Thanos, like I know Thanos was probably the strong or the strongest, but I don't mm-hmm. think he was necessarily the guy that he was getting. He just happened to be a plan. I think in the original movies that happened to work, whereas doom because they were part of Fox were not allowed to uh, essentially dive into delve into that character. Now that they got him over here, there's a rumor that he may be brought in. And, and one thing I love about doom is that he's a badass character who kicks ass and it also helps bring in fantastic four. Maybe, you know, Marvel's first fam, uh, superhero family, as well as then because of the Fox family starting to start up, you can also maybe start bringing in X, the X-Men, which I think could be a great transition for one of the things they're talking about. We talked about this in the Kevin Feige book. He said that the Secret Wars is essentially going to become a kind of a soft reboot for the Marvel um, for the Marvel uh, for the Marvel Universe. One, did we all want a, a reboot or did we all kind of want you know, we can talk about the, when we go into the, the idea that they're reportedly bringing cast back. How about this? What do you guys think of Doctor Doom? Does that excite you? Or would you rather have uh, Kang and f- keep following what they're doing with the Kang dynasty? Vu, I want to start with you. And then, Brad, you probably can answer the Doctor Doom part a little bit better. But, Vu, what are your thoughts on the on the Jonathan Majors drama? 
it's tough out here, you know. Yeah. He's literally the one thing that is holding phase like five and six together mm-hmm. from like a non-coherent like storyline mm-hmm. that it already is. So I think they're just screwed. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. Because <laughs> like I think they have to keep King. Like that's what everything has built up to this point. Like, I think, I don't care if they have to recast, but like Jonathan Majors, I, we don't know the situation that he's in right now, but he's done pretty well as King, in my opinion. He's a great actor. I will say he was trying to get this uh, trial, um, like pretty much washed away, essentially saying like, hey, like, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to win this. And they essentially responded back saying, no, we have some evidence that may be damning to you. And there's some evidence potentially that's out there that may impact the society, society's view of him. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just him like he likes masturbating to like corn dogs or like, you know, there's damaging evidence out there that would that could be brought up during the court case. Yeah. Um, it could ruin his image. So even if he does make it through, it's like this guy is a freaking weirdo. Yeah. Um, who knows, though, with that. Um, Didn't his agency like drop him? Yep. Too? That's what they're saying. CAA parted ways with Jonathan Majors pre-arrest for his brutal conduct towards, towards staff. Another thing that's going on, dude, Boo, is that – he apparently has potentially a legal – somebody's coming out in London. And then I think somebody in Germany or France is also coming out with uh, allegations against him right now. Not a good look. I know. I know. This is a, I have a horrible Rick. look. <laughs> but to get to the top, you can't be an a-hole, man. There's always yeah. receipts. There are always receipts. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, look at this. I, mean, I, mean, I think something we also forget is that you can recast King. Yes, the original, I will say, the comic Secret Wars actually revolves around uh, revolves around uh, Doctor Doom, but the Marvel universe that we're, that's being set up is completely rever, rev, uh, involved and in, you know revolves around Kang itself right now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's a messy where it's like okay, maybe they can pivot quick and somehow kind of fix this for the Secret uh, Secret Wars to bring in. Um, to bring in uh, a Doctor Doom. But at the same yeah. time, we also have another movie beforehand, which is Avengers Kang Dynasty. So yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, what do you do there? So then at the same time, you could recast. I mean, are there other mm-hmm. options you could think of that you like maybe recast it as? Or or do you think that's not even an option at this point? I think that's like the beauty of Kang is that there's so many different variants yeah. of Kang that you can recast it. Like, mm-hmm. this is like, this would be completely normal in my opinion. Like, yeah, Jonathan Majors has played Kang so far, but. You know, that's the beauty of so many different variants is that we can pull just a new one out of thin air, out of yeah. a different universe. So I think sky's the limit. Because, like, I mean, they recasted Rhodey after Iron Man 1. Yeah. Like, that's to stop Terrence, him now. Terrence, is it Terrence Howard? Was that the yep. guy who originally was? How funny yep. would that be if he became the next king? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see him back in Secret Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I would, too. I would, too. Uh, Brad, do you have anything that you want to add to this as well? I know, I know you're not as much into the Kang because you haven't really seen a lot since the uh, Infinity War saga. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's just interesting. I remember when it first came out, it was huge news. And then I was kind of thinking about it. Is I don't think I've really heard much in the general media about anything with Jonathan Majors. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of interesting that like Marvel – people are like going crazy behind the scenes of like, what should we do? What should we do? When at least in the general media, you're not hearing a lot about it, but I guess if there's like new information that could come out that maybe they're just like, Ooh, this is probably looking bad for the future. 
Mm-hmm. You're so, right. I think sometimes we get stuck in the bubble. I know me, I, I'm in a kind of a movie news bubble. So I'm seeing shit about this all the time, but somebody like you, who's not maybe necessarily in this, isn't noticing this. So it's, you're kind of reading this. This is probably new news to you. If you, let's say I, you were in this podcast. I haven't heard about Jonathan Majors and legal stuff for months. Yeah. Food didn't know what the hell was going on with the flash. <laughs> <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what I mean? But it's, that's what I'm saying is the idea that like. The thing is, if something new comes out, that's mm-hmm. when it's going to go around again. And then people are going to be like, fuck that. I'm not seeing mm-hmm. that movie. Oh, yeah. it's so true. It's so true. Wor- worst case scenario, he gets like the Amber Heard treatment, I think. Where like everything just comes out publicly in court and it just turns you into have a meme. To, you have to you have yeah. to be if that happens yeah oh, well the God. crazy thing is they were thinking about pivoting to Doctor Doom even before the legal stuff I'm pretty sure just really? because his perception like I think it's in the article like his perception from Ant Man in the Wasp or Ant Man Quantumania wasn't the greatest mm-hmm. so they were already looking to like pivot at that point. Mm-hmm. so this just does not help this case <laughs> you know i honestly and i don't think that when Kang, maybe this was also in the article i've been reading i've been reading so much and listening so much i don't know if jonathan majors knew that like when he i don't think when he hired signed on for the quantum mania i think originally he wasn't supposed to look so bad um and and, and that kind of ended up screwing it he ends up brad he ends up getting beat in quantum mania this is eight man three and he ends up getting beat by a spider or no, no, an ant, a big, a large ant. Yeah. <laughs> and then like an army of other ants. It's the most ridiculous. I'm so. Wait, the guy it. that's supposed to be the new Thanos was already yeah. beaten? Yep, yep. He gets washed. <laughs> the idea is that he can always keep coming back and there's you know thousands of, of Kangs. But then you see the one on there and he gets destroyed. And also just the silliest way to me, if you ask me, um, I don't know, man. I just thought that King, when you start with that, is not very good. Um, I don't know. And then Doctor Doom, Brad. I know you've read the comics. You probably have you heard. I mean, do you know much about Doctor Doom? Yeah, I think he's a really great villain, but also sometimes yeah. anti-hero. He's a really mm-hmm. cool character, and I think it would sadden me if they do this pivot and they don't do him justice because I think he kind of is like the ultimate the- one of the ultimate Marvel. Um, bad guys yeah he has caused some major um like specific events in the whole marvel history Mm -hmm. and he's like he's not like thanos so he's not just you know like snapping fingers and has the gauntlet he's just like very smart very evil at times and like very tactical and i think that's a cool kind of villain that you can have but it's got to be done right so if they like pivot and they try to do it quickly they could really do a really cool character a disservice Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. I think he's just such he's he's like not the Joker because the Joker was such a eight one a one b to Batman. I feel like, um, but he's a very good. He's an insane villain. He's someone you you wait out on, you push out on. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. You don't want to rush him in, so I kind of agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, again, just kind of insane to think about. Um, more drama going on, and we can move on to another topic with this that's in the article. Is the idea that this weekend? Yes, this weekend. What movies coming out, guys? Do you know? The Marvels. Oh, you actually knew. Okay, okay. I was going to say, I don't think most people, if you ask most people that, they'd be like, I don't know. It's like the most least under, like, least hyped Marvel movie in a long time, I feel like. I I think ever. I mean, when you put out bad movies like Kang getting destroyed by Ants uh, 3, 
I think that's what's oh damn man three sorry <laughs> and then the multiverse of madness and Thor that was you know it's just like it's not you know people aren't really happy about the the brand of Marvel right now and even though it's been what was the last movie was it Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. yeah and that's a one off and James Gunn worked his magic who is now gone yeah yeah <laughs> I mean th- th- there's a lot of drama with the Marvels they're now saying that this movie is currently projected to underperform Black Adam and The Flash as superhero movies, man. I mean, that's that's crazy. (laughs) And I'm hearing that they've even made some last-second changes to it. There's rumors going around and who might be at the end of the movie. I don't know if you guys want to hear it. It might be spoilers, but they're apparently introducing somebody from uh, the X-Men to kind of help bring things in. I don't want to name the character unless you guys truly want to know who it is. I'm, I'm, open. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm open, but I don't want to ruin it for Brad. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> They're going to bring in this. It might be the most anticlimactic uh, spoiler. The rumors is the beast is going to return. Oh, I like that. Or like Frazier. Frazier like, is going to be him. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. you, do you guys remember him from the X-Men series? Like and stuff? class? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah not first class. Class. It's the blue hairy guy. Yeah, it's yeah. the blue hairy guy. You could, I yeah, love the beast. Really, the movie's gonna end with like Monica Rampo, who is the who is the African American woman, if you don't know Brad, and of the three of them, and she apparently is gonna get somehow stuck into the same universe as Deadpool and X Men. Oh, and that's gonna be kind of like a little tease of like, oh, they're connected, you know, kind mm-hmm. of a thing like that. Uh, but we're reading here. I mean, the Marvels has received middling reviews at a public test screening this year. While it was still in post-production, apparently the director, Nia DaCosta, who is somebody who's coming up. So they, they want to like, you know, let's bring in a really big up and coming uh, woman, a director for this. Um, Nia DaCosta has moved away to start working on her next film. A source says if you're directing a $250 million movie, it's kind of weird for the director to leave with a few months ago. So one, are you guys going to see this movie? And two, what's your guys' hype level on this film coming coming uh, now after, especially now after I spoiled that uh, huge, <laughs> huge news for you? Yeah, we'll be seeing it. Yeah, I didn't think so. I like typically I see every Marvel movie like Friday, the day it comes out, yep. or Thursday night. Yeah, this is like the first one where I don't know if I'm gonna go see this in theaters yet. Like it's a if I'm free over the weekend and I got some time to go, maybe I'll go watch it. But there's <laughs> like no, there's no excitement for me for, for, for this movie at all. Brad, is this a A-list movie for you or no? <laughs> oh man, if I had all the time in the world, like maybe it's like an A-list Tuesday night movie. Yeah, like a like a midnight showing. <laughs> yeah. Or like a like not a midnight, but like a like awkward time we were like, yeah, like oh, i'm not really doing anything but i want to get out of the house yeah it's a matinee yeah. <laughs> it could be a huge matinee movie who knows i will predict i do have a prediction that this is gonna be better than elemental though element i mean i would hope a marvel movie does better not always pixar pixar is better usually i'd say man that's how bad that movie i'm looking back i don't look back on elemental very fondly <laughs> Wait, wasn't Dune 2 supposed to come out? Yes. Like, oh imagine imagine if Dune 2 came out this weekend or like the weekend before. It was supposed to be last weekend, I think. Yeah. And because of that, now this movie has all the theaters available. <laughs> yeah. For nobody to see it. For no one to see it. Every movie theater's like, shit, no one's yeah. coming. <laughs> That's what we should have talked about, Dune being uh, moved. God. <clears throat> I 
can't believe you brought up that pain, Boo. I'm sorry, guys. Oh. God, what, what we could have been experiencing right now. The yeah. pleasure. Did you guys – did I send you guys the – the uh, or maybe I sent it to Lindsay only, but because she loves Dune as well. But there's a uh, tweet. It's like Tobey Maguire in some movie, and it's like Dune Two is supposed to be released, and it's Tobey Maguire from this scene going, "They took it from us, John. They motherfucking <laughs> took it from us," and just like <laughs> freaking out. Um, it's because it's pretty iconic about it. Timothy Chalamet's gonna be on SNL this weekend. Oh, um, supposed to be promoting that movie. Well, why can't they promote that movie? It comes out in March. You can't screen actors. Technically, yeah, the actors can't talk about it. That's that's really awkward. That that's gonna be weird. weird. What's he gonna do this weekend? <laughs> talk about the first. Gonna blame that. On Just the talk about the first low one. numbers. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, that and that's that's why we're not even talking about the Marvels. We're talking about Dune right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what could have been? Just give me that. I'll, how about this? I'll probably see it. I'll let you guys know if it's decent. If it's decent, I'll tell Vu. I know Brad doesn't really give a crap about it. you. Don't you never saw the original? Did you? Um, I actually don't think I did. Yeah, I so you really liked the original. Did you? Yeah, I know it didn't get like great reviews, but I thought it was a good story. I mean, guys, see about this. The first movie made a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like this one's gonna make it was between Infinity War and Endgame, too, right? Uh yes. Yeah, you're right. It was yeah. Cause remember then in, in Infinity War, she or in Endgame, she just came in and just destroyed Thanos' ship. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So in regards to the director like leaving early. What does a director do after post during post production? Well, I did hear about this today that apparently she signed on to do a movie right after this. This movie was supposed to come out, I think, in October or September, but it got moved to November to give it more time to breathe. Just Marvel, so because the idea of Marvel fatigue um, that Vu believes in, and I kind of believe in, but I also just believe in bad. I don't believe. I just I I think I'm fatigued of bad superhero movies. Uh, but apparently the rumor was that she – just what she came out and said is I was supposed to be working on a new movie. Um, I think the director sits in the editing room with them. Okay. I think. Um, just making sure things are going on. But, like, it's just the idea that, you know – Like, it should be their vision at the end of the day, right? Like, yeah. Like, control everything. Yeah. I, I You know, I, I guess I don't know enough of how, how – how, you know, you're right. That's a good point, Brad. Like, how long are – what are they doing in there? So, I mean, the article mentions that Kevin Veggie has a pretty – heavy hand in post-production mm-hmm. yes that well he's the one who's supposed to be in charge of making sure that people get from one why this movie should be correlated to this movie why it should be correlated to this movie he apparently has been very off we read the article he's not has not been his hands on for this as he was in the past that's maybe why some of marvel's downfall has happened lately it's just too much marvel um that he just can't connect it all together so i mean we've all heard the story about the guy who did multiverse of madness had not seen uh one which is completely it's supposed to be how, how crazy is that <laughs> yeah like but also it was during covid so you know like they're not able to do that like of course you can't see it but send them a script send them something like i don't know man um just script That's changes wild. all right then we can move on to I, there's two more from that article is just one is the mahershala ali was ready to exit blade yes the newly announced with the new writer from uh, Logan, a movie that I fucking love, and Brad, I think, should love too, and he should give it another chance or maybe just realize what its vision was. I don't think he sees his vision. Um, Did you not like it, Brad? Um, I did not like it. I just don't 
think it was like holy shit movie. Would you have liked it better had you not think, thought it was an X Men movie? I just didn't think there was a whole lot to it. I don't Did know. You not tear up at the end. It was. It just seemed like they were chasing after the girl, and then Logan's like, "Oh, I got to deal with the girl." And then eventually he's like, oh, I'll deal with the girl. And then the girl leaves him. And then he's like, where is the girl? And then he goes and gets her. Why Logan is one of the best movies of all time. (laughs) Standalone story. Excellent performances. Are you kidding me by the acting, Brad? You're telling me this is... is, (laughs) Real struggle. That's one thing. What do you think of Dr. X or Xavier having the, the mental... Like the mental that was like cool. brain going away. That was a cool perspective to have. And Hugh Jackman's great. I thought the uh, enemy guy with like the fake hand, I was really disappointed. Like I, I didn't you really. Know that, I, you're not wrong about that. Okay. But this was cool to have like the younger, I don't remember what it was, like version 23 or something. Yeah. Of what Logan. Hardcoreness. The movie literally starts with him putting his freaking spikes into a guy's head. It was violent. That's cool. I do like that. <laughs> the family, that rated the family R, right? getting killed. That was intense. That was really sad. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, they did Logan justice. Like, they did the Wolverine Same. justice in that movie. Because I, I think, agree. like, in the original X-Men films, I thought those movies were kind of corny. Not going to lie. <laughs> it's so corny. Yeah. But this one was, like, like, this is, like, true Wolverine. Like, I guess there was, like, his stand other standalone movies i forgot that he had other ones but. they weren't the best best but like <laughs> yeah and that's what i'm saying but that's fine maybe i overhyped it for you to each their own that's why people watch movies right still a good movie just wasn't okay i wouldn't put it on my wall that's fine i think yes when you came in you're like kevin it wasn't as great as you thought okay that makes sense and then also seek was on the freaking episode being like yeah I haven't seen it since. <laughs> that's true we yeah we didn't help your case <laughs> Okay, whatever. Um, all right, sorry. We're going to back to Blade, the newly announced rated R movie, which was announced today because of all, all the drama, I think, going on. But really, Marshall Ali was about to leave. Yes, the man who's the former Academy Award winning uh, actor, Marshall Ali. The story at one point was reportedly morphed into a narrative led by women filled with life lessons. Blade was relegated to the fourth lead, but Logan writer Michael Green. Logan writer Michael Green, Logan writer Michael Green, <laughs> we start the script from scratch. Why would they bring in somebody like Lo- like Logan if, if he was just a good a good writer? You know, what I mean? he's just a good writer. Oh, that's man. fine. You're not gonna live it down, Brad. I don't think, I, yeah, I'm sorry, Brad. At first, I thought you were just like kept messing up the wording, but yeah. then I finally understood that. You were you were emphasizing that they yes. brought in the yes. writer of Logan of Logan, a movie that was almost nominated for for uh, an Oscar, <laughs> almost two <laughs> percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh damn, damn, damn! Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. All right, all right, sorry, we'll move on. We'll move on from that. But just the idea: uh, who here watched the original uh, Blades? I think I saw Blade Three. Oh, did with uh, was that Ryan Reynolds? There's three of them. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, it's the first ever superhero movie ever made. Really? Yeah, it started in 1999 with like Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm not a big movie guy and like the right decisions, but if there's a movie called Blade and your character named Blade is the fourth lead, <laughs> something must have gotten wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, you've, here's one thing you've been missing out on, Brad, that I think is a good thing is that um, I would say Marvel's kind of become pandering a little bit towards the – I don't want to be this guy being like the woke crowd. It's gone woke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's too many men, not enough female stories being told. And no offense, almost every single comic is a male actor. But hey – Respect to Disney being like, you know, we can switch it all up for everybody. And maybe that's part of the downfall and the failure of some of, move, of, some of these movies. But, but how do you balance that? You want to create stories and make money, but it's built off of a male-dominated mm-hmm. uh, field mm-hmm. that had a male-dominated writing room and artists and production and printing and marketing. So I mean, it's tough. It's tough, right? It's mm-hmm tough to be like hey we want to try to be inclusive and like these stories are for everybody Mm -hmm. ultimately we all know that they just want to make money and they don't care about anything but it's gotta be tough actually the pantry is why i mean maybe that's why people aren't i'm not even saying that like i don't think women are seeing the marvels like like it's like i don't know i don't want to i don't know most people most people probably haven't seen wandavision or miss marvel yet so that's two-thirds of the main cast that like true. are just completely who are they you know yeah. for, for the average viewer mm-hmm. but they they presented this i mean it's tough i don't know what i want to say let's bring it back to blade i don't want to get in trouble thank god <laughs> they made a rated r movie they just announced this today rated r blade vampires murders the only rated r movie they announced before this the only rated r movie that marvel would ever make would be deadpool 3 now we've got two coming out let's go I think that Marvel now is starting to think to himself, holy crap, we got to we gotta start making good movies, start going with the storylines that made Marvel Marvel and stop doing the pandering. I mean, I will say one thing I did kind of like I didn't like and if not because she's a woman. I think they forced America Sanchez in um, oh, uh, Doctor Strange. Her, her character was just cringe. It was so cringe. Yeah. You know, they're, they're trying to like, yes, and it's, it's great. You should want to have little girls all around the world look at superheroes and think to themselves, I could be a superhero like that someday. Mm-hmm. But at the, it, but at what cost is it when you're forcing it, I guess. Whatever, I'm done I with this. I remember that movie being very, very poor. Did you see that one? I did see that one, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, not a good Was movie. she the one that was like, had the star? The star. Yeah. I was very confused. Yeah. I, was I, think like, I, I was... thought I was watching like Doctor Strange. Yeah, I was too. I thought the acting wasn't great, to be honest. No. No, yeah, not the best. Um, but yeah, I just think I think I'm excited about Blade. Blade was announced in 2019. We still haven't seen anything, and there's just been a lot of drama backstage. Backstage. Now we're hearing that's gonna be one thing they're doing right is they're making it for on a hundred million dollar budget. So Marvel's has a 250 million dollar budget. No one's about to see that movie. Blade has come in with more of a gritty, grounded take, and with a hundred million dollars, I kind of like that. Less CGI, more practical. Um, not only sceneries and backgrounds, but also probably violence as well too, and just actors and stuff. Just less CGI, so I think I'm gonna like that too a lot. Plus, Marshala Mah- Mah- Ali is just a great. I mean, have you guys seen, seen True Detective at all, the new one? Or um, he's in a lot of good ones. He's he's. I don't know if you guys have ever seen him. He's in like he's in Rami, right? I don't know if you guys have seen that. Oh, dude, he might be. Um, he's just in a lot of stuff. I'm surprised he's not. 
He's an Alita battle angel. If you guys have seen that, it's a great movie. Under- oh, he's the main villain in. He's the uncle in Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Ooh. Uh, oh. Curious case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> oh, Rami. Yeah, Rami. Place Beyond the Pines. If you guys have seen that movie. He's in a lot of shit over the last few years, twenty, but he's a, he, the big thing is that he's a he's a successful black actor, and I think that's that's something that's very good for mm-hmm. just the industry itself. Um, so yeah, um, Blade is going to be interesting. And then the final thing is here, and we can announce that today. This isn't really truly confirmed, but that Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans have resigned the contract to be a part of marvel's future apparently they're coming back for secret wars because marvel's reported looking at bringing back the original avengers cast with iron man and black widow being revived they haven't committed to the idea as of this picture i was looking at but the rumor is that they're back um guys what, what thoughts on this and i think we can move on from the article just we all know that there's a lot of crap going on with marvel and uh it's not looking good yeah i don't know it's Screams of desperation to me, the right. average viewer. Yeah. I'm happy that they're coming back for Secret Wars, though. Just because like all the variants to come back. Like, like It's cool for them to come back in that light, but like mm-hmm. to have another Avengers movie with them in it might be... What's the, uh, what's the too long didn't read of Secret Wars? How, how are they coming back? So apparently this is just like a multiverse battle. Okay. Really, it's just every superhero is going to be in this war battle together. So you remember Infinity or Endgame, how all of them came back at the end there. It seemed huge. It's supposed to be like double that, but of all the superheroes that they've been trying to introduce. And that's partially what a Marvel's problem is, is they're trying to set up for the secret wars. So you're introducing all these new characters at the expense of story mm-hmm. to create this you know overarching event that's happening in Secret Wars. I mean, that, they're saying that's why Kevin Feige has been so hands-off, is making sure that the Secret Wars movie is going to happen to be successful. And this is going to be, I think after all the kind of just people getting tired of Marvel, things like that, it's going to be the end of what we know of, of uh, this, this version of Marvel, I feel like. And, but the rumor is that it's going to be a soft reboot, which means that they may bring back Robert Downey Jr. They may bring back Spider-Man, you know, uh, Tom Holland. They may bring back Chris Evans because they're desperate for people to watch their movies again. And it is kind of tough. I mean, I feel like most of the greatest comics are on, that's ever been made for Marvel involve Captain America, involve Tony Stark. You know what I mean? So when you killed him off in that movie, yes, it was a great end to an amazing movie arc, but at but the expense of other stories coming on. And I feel like it's hurt these new characters coming in because I feel like people are just, at the end of the day, maybe still wanting the originals that brought us there to the first place in the first place. Am I am I going am I crazy thinking that or no, I think you're dead on. I think that's partially what's hurting. So maybe they're thinking to themselves, let's bring back some of these characters, keep introducing new characters, and then maybe in time they leave, but we have them established with the new characters, things like that. I mean, who doesn't want to see Spider-Man with the X-Men, with Wolverine? Who doesn't want to see and who doesn't want to see Iron Man? I mean, the original, I think Civil War technically has like the X-Men in it. And like it's just a larger battle than when we got. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, just I, I remember I sent you guys those ten wasted storylines that uh, that could be now brought back to life with this reboot. Thoughts mm-hmm. on this, guys, and then we can move on from this article itself since we've been here for a while and I've been Seems talking like about like a, a short term fix. I mean, there's still I don't know. It's the thing with comics is like you have different iterations, you know. So like 
Tony Stark isn't always Iron Man. Like eventually it's somebody else. But I don't know. Maybe it's just like with real people relating with real people that people just need Robert Downey Jr. and just mm-hmm. won't accept someone else like taking up the mantle. Because have we had a successful taking up the mantle? And like not even talking about Spider Man because that's getting into like different studios. But well, no, they're technically Marvel, but yeah, they're part of Sony too. The here's what was supposed to happen: it was supposed to be Black Panther, Spider Man, and Captain uh, Marvel, Marvel as the main three, and the original three were, and then Thor. But then Thor was part of Robert Downey Jr., you know, Tony Stark, and Thor. So that, but then Black Panther died. Sony took back Spider Man. And Captain Marvel's left, and um, this is what we're getting from it. But, like, isn't the new... I don't remember the name of it, but Captain America, the guy with the wings? Like, isn't he... Falcon. Like, mm-hmm. supposed to take over Captain America, or, like... It just hasn't hit. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it just seems like people are so connected to the actors, not the characters, that that's why they're kind of getting stuck with the same actors. But it's not like he's becoming Steve Rogers. He's still the guy who is Falcon. That's what's kind of oh, like, okay. I think people want Steve Rogers back. Mm. Not just a Captain America that wears the cape, where's the, where's the arm, the shield, you know? Yeah. What do you think, Boo? Yeah. Like, I don't know. They, they tried to pass the crown on like all the original ones. I feel like maybe that's setting up for young Avengers. I don't even know where that lies in the future of Marvel. The young Avengers does not need to happen. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> give, give us stories with, give us like a young Avengers TV show. Yeah. That's maybe the main thing I'm watching on a, gosh, that would just really bother me. But that's and like I, what I feel I know like we're trying to set up, you know? I want Thor in his gritty new movie to end up having his daughter killed. <laughs> dark and deep movies. i know i want i want a logan i want michael green to write for logan Ryder to write for the new uh, i want to see War thor movie. movie oh my god why is his daughter dying <laughs> what did you say i'm gonna get because i'm famous right now we're gonna get yeah, we're gonna get that clip um but yeah so okay cool anything else you guys want to add to it besides ending on that note by me Please fix Marvel's it. Marvel's Please don't make it need the ending of that. They're in trouble. Marvel's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, cool. Let's bring up HBO's TV shows coming out in 24. And then we'll go into our top five HBO shows of all time. And I guys, I gave you a quick preview of my favorite shows of all time. On uh, I did miss a couple um, on on my our Instagram. But this should be fun to kind of run through. So. Present. We'll start with this. You guys just tell me what you guys would watch and don't watch. And uh, ooh, we're starting off hot. I actually would watch all the movies. I'm going to watch all the shows that all three of these actors or all four of these actresses are in. Um, God, out of all these, though, I think these two are my favorite. Right now, the most hyped for is this show, House oh, of the yeah. Dragon. Oh, I'm yeah. so hyped for House of the Dragon. I almost had that on there for me. I, I like before seen. Game of Thrones. So, whoa. Yeah, whoa. All right. We got True Detective season four. I know I'm going to watch it. I know not every season is as great as the first season. Um, but this is one of the all ulti- The first season was such a great season that every other season, I keep saying the, the word, after it is has that hope of it might catch that magic that the first one had. Um, let's hope it does it. This one takes place 
in Alaska. Um, it's had some of the best writing um, front with Nick Pizzolatto, who's going to be also part of Blade, which I'm pretty pumped about. Um, and it's also the show that really is the reason why Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson truly became serious actors in the eyes of a lot of the people post 2012. So, uh, Have you seen all three seasons? Oh, I've seen them all. Yep. Why should I watch season two or three? They're not connected in any way, but they're – it just depends if you like watching really well-written and really well just, – just good shows. I mean, they're not connected. Some people think the second season is not very good compared to the first season, but as a season itself, it's pretty damn good. Okay. If, you never, if you forget that it's not connected. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that that a, is. Would you say season one is a must-watch show? Oh, yes. 100%. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. So I should definitely add that to the list. Yes, boo, add that to the list. Yes. That was one of the ones I think I was trying to create a list for you guys. Add that to the list for sure. It's so good. It's oh. amazing. I think if you just have time, check out season four, especially if there's good word of mouth, check it out. Season four. I'm excited about it. Um, we'll move on to the regime. I've never heard of this one, but it's, I guess it says Kate Winslet gave one of her best performances of her career in the HBO miniseries, Mayor of Easttown. I did see that show. That was really good. Did any of you guys see that one? Yeah, it's nope. It's on my list. <laughs> Wait, it's on your list or you have seen it? <laughs> no, it's on my list of like favorite. Oh, shows. all right. Nice. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Um, but she'll be returning for the regime. The miniseries is set to release in early 2024 and tells the story of one year within the walls of the palace of modern European regime as it begins to unravel. Um, so the person who's writing it had work on succession and on the film The Menu. Both good movie. One is Ooh. great movie, and Succession is one of my all time favorite shows. May or may not be on my list. Oops. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Oops, spoils. <laughs> Frazier also returns on that one too. <laughs> oh man, so that one could be good. Okay, all right. The Sympathizer. It's a new, another new series for HBO set to star Robert Downey Jr. Let's go. All right. I like him as – I mean, Oppenheimer, wasn't he amazing? He looks like the character in Oppenheimer in this photo. He looks so old. Yeah. How is How he going to come back as Iron Man? I was just going to say that. <laughs> he looks – oh, my God, I hate this. Uh, but apparently it's an espionage thriller slash satire that follows a communist spy towards the end of the Vietnam War and his exile in the United States. Okay, so I do like – I mean, I'm going to watch any of these because I love HBO. They put out the best TV out there except for that one with The weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, it's set to play a number of different characters that represent various facets of American enterprise. This year is we co-run by Don McKellar and legendary South Korean filmmaker Park Chan-wook. Sorry, how about this? I, I forgot to ask you guys for this. Are you guys going to see this one? True Detective. Probably not. If I were to watch True Detective, I think I'm going to start with season one. Yeah, watch <laughs> season one. Okay. All right, The Regime? This sounds interesting. Yeah. If, it, if it's super hyped, then I'll watch. <laughs> Wait, Brad, how come you don't want to watch True Detective? Well, I haven't seen... I like to go in order, so I probably would... None of them are connected, though. That's true. And now you're on a podcast where you talk about TV. <laughs> it would have to be hyped first. I won't see the first episode, but it's got to get hyped. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, sympathizer. I'm intrigued. I am, too. I love Robert. Yeah. Brad. Also intrigued. Also intrigued. Okay. I just want to make sure. I know. And you're so busy. It's tough. 
Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. We all know about this show. Are you guys going to watch it? Um, it's Probably a show not. that I watch, but don't watch when the new one comes out, I guess. Yeah. I really tried to get into this show back in the day. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. That's understandable. Um, I can't believe the House of the Dragon is a summer release, but hey, fuck yeah. Uh, are you guys going to watch this one? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch season one first. <laughs> oh, boo. Oh, boo. Oh, wait, so th- this was all a part of my plan, though, because I knew. Like, That's well, right. I think he has said that. Yeah. Season one came out, and they're like, oh, because it came out in like 2022, right? Yeah. And they were like, oh, season two, like it's not going to come out until 2024. And I was like, I don't want to wait that long. For I think you season. exactly said that too. Yes, yeah. I can remember that now. And yeah, I'm like, the earlier episodes. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I'll just watch season one before season two comes out so I can get yeah. like hyped up for it. But yes, I love Game of Thrones. I will be watching this. Brad, give us, give us some hype on House of Dragon. Why are you excited to see it? Season two. Um, because the way it ended, I don't know. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but oh, yeah, true, true. Yes, it's a, yes. a story about the Civil War, essentially. And so season one ended with like the start to the Civil War, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's exciting, because now we're starting to get to like blood being spilt and some crazy potential scenes that will probably be in season two that I'm very excited to see. Yeah. Yeah, is, I mean, is this show based off of a book? Yeah, so George R. R. Martin wrote. So essentially, the Targaryen family dynasty started when Aegon the First. Brad, conquered go off, Brad, go off, King. <laughs> um, with his two sisters, and that's where the dynasty started because they came from Valeria in the east, and so George R. R. Martin, in his efforts to say screw you to everyone who wants the book six has decided to write two separate like thousand page essentially <laughs> history books about the dynasty of the targaryens in westeros wow <laughs> and so this content comes from that book or those two books which the second one i don't think is finished yet but okay gotcha. it's where they start to splinter because you know imagine it starts with a man with his two wives, his two sisters, because that's what the Targaryens do. Yeah. And kids start coming off of that. And so then your family tree gets humongous. Yeah. Um, and so there's issues when blood and lineage and gender get involved. And that's where this comes into. I'm very excited to I watch love this. hearing Brad talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my number one fandom. Yeah. I love it, man. And it, would you say this was very much comparable to like the best seasons of Game of Thrones? I was a fan of actually every season. I've never had a bad. I I really liked Game of Thrones. This yeah, year. this was really top tier. And oh, um, Matt Smith, right there, great actor. I was very hesitant at first when I saw oh, he was portraying. his character development, man. But he he's a very good actor, and his character is very good and very pivotal also in the story. So I'm excited, very excited. In my list, I put this as a part of the Game of Thrones series. So okay. I, I don't specifically, because I like the original I, as equal to this one. So I didn't want to, but this is a part of it when I say Game of Thrones on my list. Oops. Um, yeah, I think this would be really good. I, they set it off really hot too, man. Um, Brad was explaining to me what he thought when we were, we were playing uh, Frisbee Golf with Justin. 
And you kind of explained to me like what were going to happen in the last two episodes. And it was kind of right, kind of wrong, but the idea with like same concept and just, it, I'm just so hyped. You also told me what's to come. Um, so we'll see if they follow that. Even if they don't just give me a good story, which they can do and they have, mm-hmm. but love so that. Does season one cover the whole first book then? No. Right? No. So the book goes through all the different Kings. And so this is just about one King and his lineage, which is where the civil war starts. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy, gotcha. man. It's it's really good. Uh, White Lotus. Have you guys ever seen any of this? Saw season one. It was great. Season two was actually really good. I actually like season two better than season one, but both are really good. I'll watch this because this is one of the shows that Lindsay and I are really into. Um, it's just really watching a bunch of rich people at a hotel around the world, right? Would is there say? always a murder? or I think so, and I think there's always drama. Like last, Second season was more about like sex. So the first season was about... A robbery or no maybe the third season because he does it based on the second it's supposed to be like hierarching arcs or thoughts it's like the second season is about sex so they're all like trying to have sex with each other first season's about greed maybe i think and then the third one's going to be more religion based in somehow mm-hmm. someone I cool um do so, they reuse characters or only one only one character. Just Jennifer Coolidge? <laughs> Just Jennifer Coolidge, yeah. I don't think she's going to be in the third one, though. Aw. Yeah, I don't want to say anything. Um, and then The Righteous Gemstones. Has anyone watched this show? I had no idea what this was for the longest time until today when I was reading this, and I looked up the trailer, and it looks really good. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's not the best show, I guess. I, I, there's a big fan <laughs> look, at, look at him you're just such a douche um <laughs> such a big fan ship to this but i am i myself i haven't jumped on it i might do that because it's so hilarious um, i like the uh i think his name's adam divine yeah from workaholics i think he's hilarious yep but yeah it's about a One mega church time. family yeah I mean, that's it's pretty funny like they do everything in the name of god like they want to build like this mega resort in the name of god and like <laughs> it's so ridiculous i think the only thing that stops me from wanting to watch it is because it's religious related i get kind of like weirded out watching shit about jesus and god i don't know why but it seems like it's kind of like a spoof on it it is it is but at the end of the day it's still like okay you're saying god a lot and i don't like hearing maybe that many times in an episode not i don't a big god guy not a god guy i i, I just i'm not i don't know I'm, i i i believe in a higher power possibly um i don't believe that there's nothing but i'm just not really into it when i'm watching shows i did do ccd growing up guys i hated it what's that oh, as you become confirmed as a catholic oh say my entire life i just sit in a room and, and it was a really scary classroom and i had to like look at this picture of jesus from like 1880 and it just like freaked me out man i don't know man. i never had good vibes churches kind of scare me in the first place but whatever um you guys gonna see this movie or show i'm actually like intrigued now yeah, based I'm, off of that I watched the trailer. oh it's a intrigued. yeah let me get off my my childhood diatribe about church but like uh yeah i mean it's it's really funny if the, try the first season i recommend it and it's because it, it first season was hilarious. So, How much oh, have you so, seen? so you have seen it already? Yes, I've seen the first season. Yeah. Okay. I just stopped watching the second season. I guess there's a third. So, yeah. Some crazy shit, man. Yeah, it's really funny. All right. 
Now we go on to our, and we, we hopefully we won't be too long on this, but let's give our list our top five HBO shows of all time. The finale. The finale. The main event, baby. Who wants to go first on this one? I, I go think first. We, we, we do it the same way where if you name one, we all talk about it and we kind of say where it's on our list. Mm-hmm. I'm and, down. And uh, we'll go from there. All right. I'm going to start. Go first, Brad? I'll start. I'll start. All right. Perfect. I'm going to start with a uh, little little asterisk. I have not seen The Sopranos or The Wire. I know you can hurt me and hate me. <laughs> haven't got to it yet. That's okay. I haven't got to it yet. Um, here's going to be some honorable mentions. We're just going to, you know, if you guys have these in your list, we can talk about them more in depth. But okay, House of the Dragon, I did not associate it with Game of Thrones, but it would probably be like number six for me. Okay. Silicon Valley. Great comedy. Mm, Ooh. That's on mine. We'll talk about that when we get to mine. Barry, great comedy. Oh my god, I gotta make my update my list. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it. Uh, Chernobyl. Oh, Ooh, really god. cool drama. And <laughs> Kevin's second guessing his list. <laughs> Band of everything. Brothers. I heard oh wait, I heard Band of Brothers. That's the one with Tom Hanks directing. And right? yeah. It's about the I World War II. About yeah. the European side of World War II. I watched it with Nick, who's been on the podcast in like middle school, maybe high school. It's good. And it's just, it's really good. Yeah, it's really, really good. good. It's each episode its own story, right? Ooh, put me on the spot. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't it just like six episodes or something like that? Yeah, it's pretty short. There's yeah. multiple seasons, but it's produced by Tom Hanks. Um, it's like Steven watching Saving Private Ryan, but each episode. It's really exactly. cool. So it's it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah, it's very it's really good. Highly it's very, very good. It's yeah. on Netflix now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that'd be right, because HBO oh, and Netflix have a right. have a deal right now. I would recommend it if you ever want something heavier, but to get into my actual top five, number five, I had to put this one in because it's just as pure pure TV intellectual comic gold. The okay. rehearsal. I love it. I love everything about it. The rehearsal is such a unique show that, oh, we talk Nathan, about that every once in a while on this. Nathan podcast. Fielder is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that was HBO, bro. Yeah. Oh my god, that's not that wouldn't be on my list, but that was really impactful when I watched it. Like I just, I, I don't know. It's such a weird social narrative too of just what it represents and. I don't know. I just thought it was for you with a huge budget. Yeah. (laughs) You guys know how it started off as one thing and ended as a completely different thing? (laughs) Like, what? Like a child kind of like got fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, people got fucked up because of this show, man. Like, and that's Nathan Fielder's like, like entire shindig is him kind of messing with humans, but he almost was like, have I gone too far? Yeah. I think he says he's gone too far, honestly, at the end of it, end of the day. Definitely one Angela of the best shows be, that like blended reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Angela was crazy. I, I think that's what her name was. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, her. Her. I'd love to know what she's doing. Right? What was the ending? It was like him essentially, she she gave up on it. And this kid was just he just was he just had a really bad home life. So when he would go to be with them, he felt like it was he had a dad. Is that what it was? Yeah, I don't think he had a dad in the picture. That he yeah. didn't have a dad in the picture, and Fielder was becoming his dad for the show to be like essentially 
become a, to show how to the be a kid's single reality parent. was blending i think yeah. yes yes and what's crazy then it's just oh because what was the concept about <laughs> what was the concept originally it was him essentially committing it was helping her be married no so I, I think the show the whole premise was like rehearsing things ahead of time to see if see what the best possible outcome could be like the most ideal outcome okay so then like with angela it's like raising a kid and like trying to find a husband so yeah i guess you're right on that no i mean that's a great that's thank you for putting that way uh that's much more eloquent than how i would have done it yeah so then they got those children episode one and then what sorry brad they got those children to like fill in that role and so one of the children like really attached to nathan yeah and so when he tried to like end the show the kid was like no you're my dad like the last episode was him essentially saying goodbye to that kid, right? Yeah. And like him like crying and like him having an emotional reaction to it all, right? Was that what, yeah. what it was? Wow. Yeah, like he goes to beautiful. his house, right? It was, it was a Yeah, beautiful. he goes to the house to be like, you know this isn't real, right? But you're my dad. I was like, oh, I forgot that it had a yeah. dark ending. <laughs> wow. That's, that's a great one. Sorry. All right, keep going, Brad. And then yeah. remember... Hot smoker guy who drives every time he's high. He <laughs> <laughs> was just the worst. He was supposed to be the husband of her, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. like religious guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he sucked. He sucked. His, he him sucked. and his roommate. That was a weird roommate situation. Yep. They hated each other. Yeah. yeah. All right. Carry on, Brad. Number four, succession. Yes. Just, I started late to the party, but my God, was it a great ride. That's my number four as well. That's Just, my number four as well. <laughs> oh, let's go. Oh, yeah. um, Vu, I mean, going to it, Brandon and Vu, I want to hear your thoughts because you just recently finished. But just for me, Better Than Sopranos, uh, it's one of the most complete end to begin, er, beginning to end experiences I've ever had watching TV. It was just amazing. It was like watching the big short constantly every week. It's t- I'm actually going to miss miss Succession being on TV. Just a big... I'm a big fan of some of the characters and seeing them go through the highs and lows was really nice. Yeah. And then hating some characters and not wanting them to succeed. And then seeing old Tom just win. Minnesota yeah. guy. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I thought it, I did not. If you had told me season one that he was going to win, I would have never seen that happening. Long live the disgusting brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's your guys' favorite uh, character? Greg. Mine was Roman Loki. Oh, I hated. Roman. I was always pulling for Kendall. Yeah, I, liked Kendall I think I was too. too, too. Yeah, yeah. I just well. Roman was so fucked. I <laughs> yeah. didn't see any any redeeming qualities. I was just hoping that there would be a redeeming part of it, and you did have moments. But you're right. It just at the end of the day, he was so fucked mentally yeah. from his life growing up that it could he couldn't truly be a good redeemer. Yeah, or have a redeeming yeah. quality to it. Uh, but yeah. Excellent show. Very sad that it's over, but I'm glad that it like never overstayed its welcome. Yeah. Would you say some? Would you guys say is your favorite moment from the show? I think the one that really surprised me was the when they're on the boat when they hear that their dad died. Like I yeah. think that was the most oh. emotional episode that I've seen in that show. Like I was really impressed. Was season four maybe the best season? 
Like think, about how, like, think about that. Like, how a show that literally, I think, got better. Season three maybe did a little bit of this. Maybe not better. But I would agree. I would agree. Uh, before, I think, was actually, like, one of the best television experiences I've had. That was a really good season. Yeah. Every, it it kind of all blended in for me since I binge-watched all of it yeah. together. <laughs> but I think my favorite scene from the show was Lo- or Kendall doing the rap for Logan's birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so cringe. Yeah, yeah. L to the OG. <laughs> oh, <so cringe. laughs> L to the OG. My fear is him going up and screwing his dad over. Going up there and being like, my dad is a habitual a-hole. And like, you know, I think it was the end of season three or two. Where he was like about like supposed to confess to like, yes. take the downfall of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. Was oh, my God. And then, and then remember he ended up hitting that kid. And his dad, and he had to tell his dad. He ended up getting drunk at the wedding, driving and hitting, uh, crashing the car into the lake, and the guy oh. tried to hit the car mm-hmm. with him. And he had to tell his father, and his father was like, "That's okay. We will make this work. You'll be fine." I like, think. The, I think the part that I lulled the most was was it Kendall that's like, "I'm the oldest boy." Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The he last just, episode, <laughs> he became a child. Oh. Yeah. It was so cringe, but I laughed so hard. It was the moment you knew he couldn't do it. Yeah. All the acting was, like, superb in that show, I feel like. Yeah. Like, everybody, like, the casting was done so well. It's one of those shows where if you see them in any other movie, potentially, it's, like, kind of that Luke Skywalker effect. Where you're like, like, Tom, for me, I don't want to see him be acting like anybody else but Tom. Or Greg. I'm pretty sure Greg just acted like how he is in real life. <laughs> I've heard. Um, but... Yeah. All right. Cool, Brad. Keep going, man. Yeah, that was uh, all of our numbers. Yeah, that's crazy. Number three, True Detective. I've only seen season one, but we've been saying it in this episode too. But like, True Detective season one is it's truly incredible. It has one of the best non-stop scenes or no-cut scenes. I, yes. I can't remember um, where they're in like one the, shot. One shot. One shot. Um, where they're like the biker gangs in the neighborhood, whatever. Without spoiling too much, but wait, wait, let's discuss True Detective on because it was my number one. Let's discuss it during my number one. Good, good, good. Let's do that. But I think I like True Detective for it for that. Number two, I have seen all of, but I only really enjoyed season one and two of Westworld. I think season one, especially, was on my list, bro. Love that too. Season one of Westworld, especially. I'm just a I'm a big fan of like a show that peels the layers back and makes you think after every episode of like, what is reality? What's mm-hmm. going on? Like, I love those conversational shows. And so uh, I was watching it in college with my roommates at the time. And I just remember every episode it would end and there'd be like two minutes of silence as we thought. And then we would talk for like an hour of like, who's a robot? Mm-hmm. What's reality? Where does well, this world take place? The first episode, you don't know the robots until the end of first episode or something like that. Yeah, because the fly like lands on her eyeball and she just mm-hmm. stares. Yeah, and then but the then end of first season the is just fucking insane too. Which one? The end of the first season is insane oh. too. Like when you connect, why the black cat's there? Oh god, first season is one of those. It's almost like I, if they hadn't screwed up the rest of the seasons. Like the difference, like it was, it was just almost as just good as the first season as True Detective for me. But the fact that it was connected for season two, three, four, that's what messed it up for me. Whereas season one of True Detective is literally its own story. Yeah, 
Yeah, because it was a complete project and it just couldn't. I think I just don't know how you take what season one of Westworld is and expand it to like the whole world. And they tried because I think it's like Christopher Nolan's wife, sister, brother. Like there's a Nolan involved with Westworld, um, which is why I was extra hyped. But yeah, I just didn't live up to the hype of season one. But another would show you, highly recommend. Would you would still you recommend? Or no, I have not. So would you guys recommend that show or just recommend seasons one and two? I'd recommend the first season. For sure, the first season definitely. It's okay. it's not something that you have to like keep watching. You mm-hmm. could if you want. Oh, it's, it's Christopher Nolan's brother. Brother. Yeah. Oh I shit! I didn't know. I never knew that. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a brother that directed. <laughs> what? I think that he wrote awesome. it. I don't think he directed. Oh. I think he wrote. No, he uh, he, he wrote he it with did. his wife. I think. Is that what it was? Yeah, created by, created by. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, wow. season one. Wow, you you would love it if you like sci-fi and yeah. AI and like Ooh. mystery. And I don't think we pulled like, them a lot so far, right? No, I mean no you way. could definitely watch it, Boo. Okay, I, mean, yeah, I, I feel like really I have so bad. much HBO content on my <laughs> right. Oh, it's tough, man. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, then the final one, we don't have to talk too much about it. It is what it is. It's Game of Thrones. I mean, it's like, I didn't even know about it till freshman year of college where I watched the first three seasons. Oh, how then, did you get into, what got you into it in the first place? Yeah, my random college buddy who turned into one of my good friends, Luke, he like was, he's been reading them forever. And so when I think season four maybe was coming out or something, he's like, I've got all three seasons. Let's just watch it. And I just remember freshman year you're starting to drink and we just like drink straight liquor watching and yeah, that's game a great of thrones because you're watching them just drink all the time <laughs> you're getting, like, i'm watching i have a boner because i'm watching a sister and brother make out and I'm, <laughs> I'm drunk and having boners <laughs> with the boys, yeah, with the boys. <laughs> yeah. no, no matter way to do it booze <laughs> boys and boners <laughs> Put that on a shirt. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! Sorry, I had to just—I had to say. It. Um, oh, you're right, man. It, it, I was about—I was—I watched the first season, hate, didn't hate it, but didn't like it that much. I was like, "What is with this hype?" And then post college, I got into it. And I think I it's just—I think you just have to read it too. Like, I'm just the biggest proponent. Like, George knows how to write a story, and the fact that he can create. We were talking about it with House of the Dragon. He created like a thousand-year-old timeline of a certain family. I mean, this guy knows how to write a very specific type of writing, and it's very good. No, I agree, dude. It's it's number Game of Thrones. I put as number five actually. Now that I put Barry in, so that just give you that. But yeah, Game of Thrones. I think it's just one of the greatest. That's not sci-fi. It's um fantasy it's fantasy yes and i think i've always been wanting that itch of of lord of the rings i think sometimes yeah, i was comparing it scratched it, it. it scratched the itch in a way i never realized i wanted it scratched <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe um i mean i, I mean just it, it's it's the truth though i think lord of the, and it also showed that you could do fantasy like I, th- I think the reason why I hated this last season the, the first season of lord of the rings tv show on amazon was that it was so CGI and not the like 
the game plan, the, 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 the print is done by Game of Thrones. And, and people used to say, well, you can't remake the Game of Thrones or you can't redo what Game of Thrones did. We're watching with House of Dragon, I feel like. I mean, it just it's it was just it's the character arcs, the development. I mean, I saw my my favorite one of my favorite moments of all time, bro, is him. It's the Battle of the Bastards, Jon Snow dropping the sword, dropping the, the the sheath of his sword and just going like this as the entire army's coming his way. And then you're about to watch it happen. Then and then here comes his fucking army <laughs> right away. And I think that's some of the best cinematography I've ever seen. I remember watching that scene. And I was like, oh, like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. So hype. And yeah, it was, it was a, the greatest episodes of all time, I think. I think so too. I think yeah. I would put that up there as one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. Yeah. And the nation was together in it. It was the it was the zeitgeist. Yeah, you're so right, man. Battle of the Bastards lived up to the hype. God, I watched Jones it like twice so in two great. days when it came out. I was like, geez, I need to just watch it just to process what went on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would you say? What, what were some of your guys' favorite moments? Uh, I'll never forget hanging out with my buddies after we took acid and we <laughs> watched the loot train battle, which is when the Dothraki and Daenerys finally come to Westeros. And I think you just see... I don't remember the scene fully, but I think it's like a small army and all of a sudden it's the whole Dothraki going against the Lannisters and then the dragon comes from above. Oh, like, yes, 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 yes. This is the is first time a dragon's the... big on Westeros for hundreds of years. Yeah. Was that later on in the show? I think it was second to last season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That must have been trippy for you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. We were geeking out very hard. Yeah. Who were you doing? Who was it with? Some people from the pod. Oh, have been on the pod. Oh shit! Okay, fine. They're just the boys, my nice. boys. Very cool, man. Yeah, Not to dude. Dox anyone? Oh. Yeah, I don't want to dox. Was a good scene. Was I forget? Was that when Jamie was locked up? Jamie. Was the episode ends with Jamie falling in the water. Ah, and you yeah, think yeah, that yeah. he drowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, that's great. That's a great episode. What about you, Vu man? I think like what really because I heard all the highs. Is, is it on your list or no? Yeah, it's number three on my list. Number three, okay. Yep. So I remember like I was late to the hype train. I think there was like four seasons, four or five seasons already before I started watching. But I finally joined the hype. I watched season one and they killed Ned Stark, and I was yeah. like, "How are you going to kill the main character?" <laughs> yeah. <of the> show? <laughs> yeah. But it that's like what set, it truly set the standard that nobody's safe. Yeah, that's like it's so unpredictable. Never, it's never done, been done before, really. Yeah, and that's when I knew like this show's great. Like there's savages out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you, Kev? I, you know what? I really liked that Battle of the Bastards for me. Um, I think I loved uh, Red Wedding as well. Of course, that was just Ooh. freaking insane. Um, I watched. I, I have more fond memories of watching it week to week. So I watched the last two seasons week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really liked the ending of it. I mean, there's, I, I don't know why I'm blanking out on some of the other seasons because I, I was binging them. So maybe they blended together a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just think Red Wedding, I just was, I think, like I said, Battle of Bastards is just my favorite all time moment. I just loved all that. And I think the villain was such a justifiable villain to get really fucked um, there. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the explosion yeah. of the citadel. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Tommen, Tommen just casually walks out the window. Like, that one hit me. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. So I uh, forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was such a great show. God, I love Little – Little. what was his name? Little Finger. Little Finger. Yeah, I liked him uh, as a villain. I thought he was a good villain. Um, yeah, man. I, I just think it's one of those shows that I'll never forget my experiences watching it, I guess. Yeah. So many memorable characters. And yeah. like, such great character development in that show. Yeah. Who's your guys' favorite? Rob. Broke my I heart. think Rob might have been one of mine too. Is that the brother that dies? Heart. Yeah, he dies at the red wedding. Yep. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought know. he was a handsome actor. I was heartbroken. Well, now he's in Eternals. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's yep. he's maybe the most good. He's he's also one of the guys up for uh, James Bond too. Oh, I like that. I got to keep the curls. Get the curls back. He's sexy, man. He's sexy. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Boo? I don't know who my favorite character would be. I know it's honestly been such a long time, and I'm so on to House of the Dragon. Yeah, I and think so many characters too. <laughs> I think it's. I, I'll say this about House of Dragon. I think I like Matt Smith's character as much as I like Jon Snow's. Ooh, that's great. If I had to choose a favorite character, I'd probably say Jon Snow. Same, from yeah. Game of Thrones. Or the ginger guy. I like the ginger guy a lot because he kind of reminds me of me. The ginger guy? The ginger uh, guy? He was a part of, he was the part of the the he was the ginger headed, the red headed guy. He was a warrior. He was part of when the six of them went out to the wall, the ice wall <laughs> And he's Oh he with the crazy. beard? Yarmir. The beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beard. The what do they call them? The wildlings? Yeah. Right? Is that what he called them? Yeah. Is that what it was? The wildlings. <laughs> He was like yeah. Yarmir the Red Beard or something. Yep, he's one of my favorites. No, the Giant's Bane, I think, because he has a huge penis. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think my favorite character Tormund. Is, oh, yeah, Tormund. Tormund. I love yeah. Tormund. Okay, Tormund was up there with Jon Snow. So it was those three. Those that is so funny. I've seen I him think- in like fertilizer commercials now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I saw him too. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I think other things, like he was like in a chick flick movie I watched or something too. <laughs> with the accent? No, definitely not with the accent. Well, oh. maybe I don't know. I think Peter Dinklage's character. I forgot about him. I forget what his name was. I do too. I like him too. Brad, um, what was Peter Dinklage's character's name? Peter Dinklage? He was Tyrion. Tyrion. Tyrion, yep. yes. Yeah. Oh, he was a great character. Bear, dude. Tormund was in Cocaine Bear. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot what, because that movie was so mid to me. Um, you watched it? Of course. <laughs> Watch every movie. <laughs> he has a movie podcast. Yeah. Movie podcast. Someone's got to keep us in line. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Someone's got to help us know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. All right. Well, then, uh, Brad, anything else you want to add to that? No. I'm proud of that list. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what Vu's is. It was a good discussion so far, man. Vu, yeah. dive into yours, buddy. Yeah. I guess going backwards at number six, I. Had the rehearsal as well as Brad. Shit, good job, Bennett. Okay. Yep. I just I've been a huge Nathan Fielder fan ever since Nathan for you. So this was just like another season of that, like an extended episode, really. Nice. Okay. So, love that. 
At number five, I went with a mini series, Mayor of Easttown with Kate okay. Winslet. I don't know if you guys have good. seen it yet. I have never seen it. Well, if you yeah. want to go into it, you can. But that's that's. I think it was just it was, it's a uh, it's a detective story. Yep. Yeah. I just, um, with Kate Winslet. Yeah, I just thought it was really well written and well acted, and yeah, good show. Four, I also had Succession, which we just talked about. Yeah. Three, Game of Thrones. And then number two, this might be recency bias, but Entourage. Shit. I just love, yeah, I just You're love. Not the, wrong. You're allowed you know, to do that. Yeah. I just love the boys hanging out, you know, and all the cameos that they had just made the show even better, made it like it was real life. So good, easy comedy to watch. And then number one, I have put The Sopranos. All right. Yeah. You're not, you're not. I mean, I think most of the world agrees with you on that one, Vu. Yep. Cause it was like the birth of the anti hero, really, with Tony yes. Soprano and just the complex stories and how it all tied in with the mob. And I just thought it was really well written and well acted. Yeah. How many seasons is it? Six, I think. Seven. Seven? No. Five. No. What is it? I don't know. Seven? And how many episodes per season? I think it's like 80 something episodes total. Yeah, 80 okay. something. Yep, yep. That's that's what it is. And I mean, it, just you know, you know, Sopranos and what it did to pop culture at the time too. I mean, it was it was the show that truly got people to, to buy HBO. Mm-hmm. It was like, why is this rated R show on? That's true. You know, it was during TV. It was dur- yeah, yeah. It was mm-hmm. like two, it was like 1999 was the first season. Yeah. Um, it's the idea that you're paying for something that was movie quality. It truly was movie quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I always appreciate that aspect of it. Who's your favorite character in Sopranos? Boo. Ooh, I think Tony. I just love, I Tony, love Tony so much. Yeah, he's <laughs> such an iconic character, man. Did you finish the show, Kev? Season four. Okay. Yeah, I'll be able to talk a little more about. It, but I mean, I have some of my favorite storylines with it is like when he killed Pussy. Yeah, uh, pretty insane. Um, you know when he, I think. Uh, the 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 younger son that was a really good storyline to me. AJ, um, uh, yeah, uh, what's his name? He was what was his name? He got shot. Oh, Christopher. Chris, no, not Christopher. The younger son. No, you, I think you may have just spoiled something for me there. But uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you might have just spoiled. And no, I, heard, I thought you said uh, no, 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 no. We don't have to talk about it. But I've heard. <laughs> <about> that. Um, <laughs> So that's all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is confirmed. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, he was like, it was like a season one, the guy who died in season one from cancer, I think. And he had a son that dated his daughter. Oh, Jackie April. Yeah. 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 When he, and he just became kind of a fucker. Yeah. I like that storyline. I like season. I mean, do you have a favorite season? How about maybe that's better. Favorite season. It's tough. Cause I binged watch a lot of it. <laughs> Yeah. So they really blended in together, but like I think the first two seasons were really, really good. Like that's what really hooked me, and it's like something I've never seen before. You know, yeah, the antihero and everything. I think he truly was one of the main. Yeah, I mean, everything he was, he, he did some fucked up things, and at the same time, he he was also not. He was a, he was a very complex character. I think just being in the world he is, he had to be a complex character. But yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Man. Not bad. Not bad. Now All right. Here, Kev's list. Are you guys ready? Oh, I'm excited. All right. We don't have to go through all. I have Sopranos as my eighth. Uh, <laughs> top five. <laughs> uh, Sopranos. Number seven, Peacemaker. 
Actually, I would probably put Sopranos higher than Peacemaker, but number six is Silicon Valley. Did we – anybody else have that on their list, or was that just an honorable mention? Honorable mention. Just, I haven't seen it yet. Just smart comedy, man. Mm-hmm. It just was hilarious. I love the idea of Silicon Valley itself. So it kind of came up when, like, Facebook was really starting to get big, and Tesla wasn't – you know, he didn't own you – know, it just became up when I feel like Silicon Valley was very much kind of new and very popular still. It wasn't as much – uh, negativity towards Silicon Valley. Would you agree, Brad? Yeah. It was just kind of cool. I don't know. It's yeah. the idea you're watching this guy just come come up from nothing to just try to create this company. And it was timely. It's timely. Silicon Valley sure. was Silicon Valley. Yep, Silicon Valley was Silicon. That's what I'm trying to say. It was very much like still part of the dream of people. Now I've heard Silicon Valley just because 2020 is just so expensive. It just nobody can be there anymore. And a lot of people are moving from Silicon Valley to Austin. Whatever. Um, is it just, just a bunch of tech bros then? Is just a the bunch of tech of nerds. Oh, tech nerds! Oh, oh my god, some of the funniest scenes yeah. of all time I've ever seen. I mean, when he tries to buy, like, oh god, well, who's the guy? Who's the really stoner guy all the time? Like TJ. DJ. TJ is the real name, but I can't think of what his character. Whatever. It's just you're watching these guys really live in this tiny house, trying to build this dream, and it's not just comedy. It's really watching them try to build like a start up. Yes, Bachman. Yeah, loved him in it. I love the main character in it so much. I, I just, I think all of them worked so well together. I've, I, as being a part of companies now, where I'm watching, you know, I go to like keynotes, and I've always been a big Apple guy, so I've always watched all their keynotes and just big things. It's just cool to see it all rise up, but then also then it's, it's so funny. You're seeing all these hedge fund guys come in in such ex- extreme ways. I just love anything that's really based out of California too. I don't know why. I, I like so that's why I like Entourage too because it's like you just see all the different characters like the, they're all characters so that's mm. one thing that Silicon Valley had so I loved it um, I recommend it's one of my all time favorite comedies how many seasons is it do you know four or five okay yeah Sounds four right yeah um, the first three are amazing I think and then four is all right and then five is one of my here's this this is season four's ending is when he he they uh, they buy. They're like, they're like, you, you truly see how their companies become successful. And he, they're like looking for this new office and he brings everyone to this like little closet room where there's no, it's like the first time they're moving out of their, uh, um, the first time you're moving, they're moving out of their uh, house to like have an office. I think they had moved out, whatever. Sorry. I'm fucking this up. But what I'm trying to say is they essentially brings them into this little closet area that has no room. They're like, Oh, this is where we're at now. Like I thought we just had this successful idea and, you know, yada, yada. And then he opens up another door and it's just an entire huge warehouse of this brand new office that they get together. And you're just watching, they all freak out. It's like, wow, to see where they've come from this episode to where they are now. I just, it was inspiring. I was like, I can't wait to watch it, um, Mm -hmm. see what happens. And it just, I'm an American dream kind of guy. Go after your dreams, go after, you know, follow your heart, do your thing. I commend Brad for going into you know, his school more. And, and you know, I, I think for people who don't give up on their dreams and don't give up on what their passions are, I just respect it. And that show is really something that made you kind of believe in it. So I really like that. Well said. Nice. Um, now I, I want to watch the show now after that. It was kind of inspiring, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they just seem like such relatable people who really – and they get effed along the way the entire time. Ideas are taken. Uh, you know, like things are like – they fail a lot. And I think that's a lot of success is failing and how you you move on from failure. Mm-hmm. So 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 slowly, I'll get off my motivational, but it, but that's what it was. So I, it's, that's why it really hit me. I think. Nice. Um, 
All right. Uh, number four, Succession. Number three, Barry. One of my all-time favorite shows. I just, I remember I watched it and I just thought, what is this? Like Bill Hader, he's an all right actor. But the one scene that truly caught me was there was one scene where, and I was into it, but it was like episode five or six of the show. And it's when he's with his friend from the military and his friend has a friend from the military who's like a complete psycho uh, in it. And they take out this entire warehouse of like the Mexican mob, mob, mob or something like that. So then the guy's like, all right, let's go meet up with uh, the main honcho and let's finish him off together. So they're driving. And as they're driving to see these guys, you just see a little speck and you see these Mex- the, 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 the Mexican mafia look, sees them coming at them as fast as possible with loud music. They're being crazy. And you just see him. He's like, hey, they see us. Slow down, slow down. And all of a sudden, you see the Mexican mafia uh, raise their gun, kind of like how my it is in my camera here. So it was kind of a, a cool camera shot. And you just see him freaking out, like, wait, slow down, slow down, slow down. And then you just hear little bullets hit through the window. The guy gets shot. The car freaking flips. And it just – it ends. the episode ends there. I'm like, what? <laughs> what did I just experience? Like, it was just a show about a guy who wants to be an actor. Right. You're like, is this a comedy? <laughs> Yeah, is this not a comedy? Like, what? So I just love the idea that it was so extremely – the show was so extremely funny, but so extremely dramatic, so extremely violent. Um, it just it's, – it's an HBO show through and through, and I think Bill Hader got some of the writing, some of the best writing I've ever seen. It's one of the funniest, but also one of the most, like, heart-wrenching as well. It's just such a good show, and it's 30-minute episodes. Um and it's just some of the things he has to do to just be somebody who wants to be happy post military. And just, and it's funny because he's an American hitman who just wants to be an actor. What a concept. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So did any of you guys see the show? Yeah, I've seen the first two uh, seasons for sure. Oh, maybe it ended not the best. That's why it's number three. It used to be my number one show of all time because it just, they just do, they do a lot of, he, he, he is, he does a lot of, cinematography and directing that is is you've never seen before so i thought i don't know that's partially why i loved it and it's just everything he does is just is there an episode of barry where there's like a crazy little girl Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay that was a really one shot episode episode. it was a one shot that was an incredible episode incredible episode he has to fight her father (laughs) one or no huh his father has all these uh, karate medals. Yeah. You, did you see that one? Yeah. Okay, good. That's a good one too. Um, God, it's adding just- it to my list. <laughs> yeah, boo. My, my list is so long. And it's <laughs> only it's only thirty minutes, so you can get through it really quick. Yeah. And it's just binging show. There's it, I, there's scenes I've never cried. Like it makes you cry. It just it's so good. So I highly recommend it. Number two, Last of Us. What oh. a show. I just loved, and I kept it off my Instagram because I wanted people to kind of be like, oh, you know, surprise the people with that show because I love the video game. I, I had many episodes where I was tearing up. Lindsay bawled for many of the episodes. I love the idea that it was it did really well to the video games, one of the greatest video games of all time, so you can't fuck it up, but I thought it did justice to it. In some ways, even did better than the video game. Yeah. Um, you know, it just for me, it just I had such a great time watching it week to week. Truly one of the best shows this year, I think. And, and you know, it's a zombie movie where you don't even need to have zombies. Yeah. It was all character driven. It was all the idea of what this world was and how are people coming together or how are people surviving? 
that was big for me. Um, episode so three I, was crazy. Oh, Bill what an had. episode, man. Oh, tearjerker. That really got yeah. me. Yeah. So sad. I think I cried maybe more on that one than Lindsay. Um, That's so cool. that one really got me because I just I love love and it was just so sad. I mean, that was one of the best acting performances I've ever seen. And it was so random. Like, yeah. Came out of nowhere. Because <laughs> in the game, it's very sh- – you, you hear about the guy, but you don't know much. Because mm-hmm. the guy is so unbearable. Nick Offerman did, did justice so well. I mean, Brad, what did you think of that? You, you've seen it. I mean, we don't. it's my number two, but, I mean, just what did you think of the show itself? Did you like it as much as me? Or if- I really like – yeah, I really like Last of Us. Um, I don't think it hit – like Game of Thrones, Westworld, like yeah, no, that's sci-fi, fine. fantasy, for me, um, I mean, it's still starting to like build its world. Yep. So Did I'm excited because I think over the writer strike, I think there was an article where like the creators like mapped out the whole story. Yeah. So the fact that they have like direction, I think, is really exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say anything about the second one, but I've heard that they're trying to make multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. so um yeah i think, I think they're gonna the first season was the first game and i think they're gonna really push out the second game in the second and third season i think is what they're gonna try to do have you played I'm both excited. games uh started the second one played the first one it's, it, it is one of the greatest games i've ever played yeah for Ooh, sure. nice yeah it was fantastic so that's my number two and the number one is uh true detective uh brad and i just want to wait but like that show got matt matthew mcconaughey it was the first show i truly binged and i was like i never was a binge guy it got me to watch all eight episodes, I think, in two days, maybe three days. I'd never done that for a show because I just don't have the attention span. It was a show that Lindsay and I, when we were falling in love with each other, like maybe Aww. three or four, and we binged together. And we were just like, yeah, we, that was a show that we watched together. So whenever we we have very good memories of that together. Um, I, just I love that. It's sentimental. It was, I just never forget the feeling I had watching it, man. Some of those scenes where it was just uh, Matthew McConaughey going on those monologues blew my mind um just you never knew what was happening i thought he almost got he almost got like even not like fantastical in a way but it's not fantastical at first i thought it was going that direction you know what what i'm saying yeah yeah kind of ghostly maybe yeah because it's in like the swampy bayou of louisiana so you get some like occult kind of voodoo vibes yes yes the voodoo vibes yes um, the scene that he talks about where they're all shot in one scene, it's seven minutes of pure perfection to me. Of uh, And it, it's it's most close realization of ga- Grand Theft Auto will ever have, I feel like, if you ask me. That scene where they're in the ghetto of uh, that part, the, the, in that area, I just think that was amazing. That episode was amazing. Um, I just think you truly saw two best friends acting together with McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Um, the way they introduced the villain – in the show is how you should introduce villains in every TV show or movie. The, when they were talking, he's like, he's on this monologue, and then all of a sudden, you don't know what the villain is, who the villain is, why, what's his thing, and all you're introduced is this man, really ugly and tattooed, and he's wearing this gas mask, and he's walking around with like a knife, a machete, or something, and you're kind of like, what is like this is like it's realistic, but also like at the same time, kind of. Uh, comic-y in a way i don't know I, it just you saw a villain it was a villain that was very distinct i don't know just one of my all-time favorite shows and i'll never forget the feeling it gave me the first time i watched it and i don't think any show will ever live up to it i'll love it too but i don't think mentally i'll ever let it become that so That's is this a amazing. detective show yeah yes gotcha it's 
It is up. I'm telling you. Okay, one is that, and then two Barry for me. Okay. Yeah, I I got a long list of HBO shows to watch. I think now. you need. To, I think <laughs> show, if you can, man, start your detective season one. Okay. Or tomorrow, you will That's not cool. regret it. Are they hour long episodes? Yeah, they're long. Nice, nice. But I, I feel like hour long episodes are like for a show like that. That's like the best way to go. Oh, and it gets better and better, man. I don't know. I absolutely love it. So I don't want to get too much into it, but yeah, I um that does it for our top five. Five, 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 five. five. <laughs> uh, HBO shows of all time. I think that was a great list. Great episode. We beat. We, I, I'll, try, I'll try to close it out now because we're an hour and 43 minutes in. That was a long <laughs> yet. But uh, God, guys, when you when you haven't seen each other in so long, you know, an hour 43 feels like. It flies, feels like by. It yep. flies by. So um, what do you guys, do you have any closing remarks or closing thoughts, gentlemen? HBO's got a lot of great content. Yeah. yeah. It's the best, right? It's probably our number one. Yeah, Marvel's in danger. Number two behind CW plus plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and Marvel's in danger. Yeah, we don't mm-hmm. know what, what's gonna happen in Marvel. They're definitely doing a lot of things that are out of character. Um, so and then and then we're gonna we should try to do it next week when next Wednesday. I think we should try to get back on schedule. What do you think, Brad? Do you think it'd be good for that? Next Wednesday does not work for me. Okay, that's fine. Well, or we we can even just schedule. We can discuss this later. Maybe we make it a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. Don't let the people in on our process. Yeah, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is. But we're gonna be back. We'll be back better than ever. Always gonna be one percent better. Vu, do you have anything you want to say, man? Before we go, and Brad too. I love this podcast and I love talking movies and film with you guys. Oh, appreciate it, Vu. Mm-hmm. Someday we'll get sponsored by CW Plus Plus. Yes, and AMC. AMC. <laughs> all right guys have a great night uh and uh merch is coming soon yeah there we go there we go keep fapping keep fapping keep fapping peace boys see you guys bye love you guys i love you bye